Welcome to Get Real with Dr. Renee. With her extensive experience as a double CEO, therapist, and renowned treatment specialist, Dr. Calvert's approach to recovery and emotional freedom is unique and diverse. Dr. Calvert's innovative and unfiltered perspective sheds light on the importance of being human and encourages guests and listeners to get real. Joined by Bindi Hyde, producer, coach, and founder of Ethical Change Agency on a mission to spread collective change, understanding that it starts with us. It's time to get real. In this episode, we get real with a special guest, Brianne Davis, a Hollywood actress, writer, producer and director. Seen in True Blood, Lucifer, Casual and the movie Jarhead, starring Jake Gyllenhaal. Brianne shares her story, her road to recovery and how she is now of service to others, turning her pain into purpose through her popular podcast, Secret Life, and her book, Secret Life of a Hollywood Sex and Love Addict. And I think what really drew us all together today is is the understanding that we have each decided, including Bindi, all of us here, have decided to dedicate our lives to taking pain and transforming that into not only purpose, but taking what pain lived in secrecy and was kept there by shame and deliberately shining a light on it, regardless of how vulnerable that made us or how difficult that was to walk through. And in doing that, I really truly believe that we serve the purpose of other people, hopefully continuing to follow in those footsteps and and creating their own journeys into what their courage and their path forward looks like. Um, because there's, this is the human experience. I think what really joins us all together is the fact that we were willing to be humans first, regardless of what our backgrounds are, our professions are, where we make the biggest difference in this world, I feel, is in being humans and being willing to share our humanity, having the courage to do that, and asking that others join hands with us and learning that they're not alone. Well, let's get started. I, I really want to hear uh, Brianne's story and how uh, she actually uh, reached such a, a long period of uh, recovery um, and has turned it into a, an art form, really, uh, with her podcast and and a book, um, which is going gangbusters, by the way. Um, <laughs> tell us a bit more, Brianne. Yeah. I mean, like you said at the beginning, I started as an actress. So my therapist told me I picked the worst career for my addiction, which is attention, validation, love, you know, fill me up, make me feel special, give me that worth because inside I was like empty. And so I've been an actress for 25 years, you know, working with trying to be in recovery and sex and love addiction. I have 12 years of recovery now. And my journey was painful. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, It was painful. It is like ripping open your skin and crawling out of it and not knowing what's going to be on the other side. It was the most brutal withdrawal. I remember when I was in six months of my withdrawal and this man came in to Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous because I am in a 12-step program and have been and I'm of service and I sponsor and I sponsor people all over the world. I speak all over the world. I have clients all over the world. And he said, I can quit heroin, but I can't quit her. And it was this light bulb moment for me that 
this addiction that no one talks about, a lot of stigma, a lot of shame, a lot of secrets, especially for women, especially for women, that I had to go through this pain to find myself. I had to go through eight years of intense therapy twice a week. You know, digging my therapist says we dig through our internal shit to get to our gold. All you know, we bury all of our like innocence and on trauma and addiction and Netflix and food and whatever you use. And I had to dig through that to find myself. And it took a good, solid, probably decade of doing that before I was willing to say, okay, now I need to give bigger. I need to break outside of my community and literally turn to these 19-year-olds, these 20-year-olds coming into my program, suffering so much from intimacy issues, not being able to, you know, the porn addiction, everything just be amplifying social media. It's just amplifying this addiction so much. And I, you know, started writing a book I never wanted to write. I was dyslexic. I don't, I'm just an actor. I'm not a writer. And I wrote the book in 45 days. And I say my God wrote the book because I didn't write the book. And I started speaking out and writing articles and yeah. And it's just turned into this thing where I'm of service with everything I do. If I'm not of service, I'm not going to stay sober. It's all about connection with other addicts or another person because my ego and my addict will destroy life if I allow it. So yeah, that's what I'm doing now. I'm just putting a face to this addiction and telling people they're not alone. And I snort people. I (laughs) smoke people. I drink people. And that's my thing. And it could be family members, friends, lovers. And yeah. And so I'm teaching people how not to use other people as their addiction because our society amplifies it. Our society glamorizes it. And I'm saying no, no more. So that's the short end of the stick. (laughs) I gave this abbreviated version. Well, I think that is an amazing, amazing introduction of yourself and your process of getting here. I think that, you know, first of all, I love your therapist already. I don't know who they are, but they sound they sound like no bullshit, which is yeah. exactly what I think we all really need is love and compassion, but also no bullshit, you know, um, and, yeah. go, and, and cutting through the mustard and really getting to the root of the problem. And I really don't believe, you know, as a psychologist, I don't believe that anybody should be one unless they've also gone through the process of ripping themselves open and getting that Oh, yeah, 100%. It's 100% because you have to go in it as a non-judgmental way. And I definitely think my therapists and people I've worked with and myself look at it in a sense of, hey, me too. I have the darkness and now I... And I can show you the path to the other side. It might not look like mine, but you have your path too. And we all, everybody has different ways of healing from addiction or being addicted to a toxic person or an unavailable person. So I agree, but I do have to tell you, my therapist told me two things that stick with me. She said, you wear the mask of a high class prostitute when I, and I was like, a what? lady. I was like, I've never had a one night stand or many sexual partners. And I remember you can be a sex and love addict, not have a one night stand. And then she said, you have a secret and I don't know what it is yet. And at the end of the session, she goes, Oh my God, I know what it is. You're a sex and love addict. 
And that was the entrance for me getting recovery 12 years ago. We went through the 40 questions together, self-diagnose. You can look it up online. And they say, if you get more than five yeses, you might have this problem. And it was a lifesaver. It changed my life. It was brutal. I cried every day for nine months. It was the most painful process in the world, but I survived just like you can. That's amazing. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for what you've chosen to do with it. And, you know, when, when she said to you that, you know, you chose the one career that was the worst for you. I mean, the idea really is when you're, when you're naturally talented at something that acts, that asks of you to play a role. Yeah. How natural is it to just play a role? I mean, we all, we all want to play a role, right? I want right? to play a role. I want to play a role every day that I, yeah. Know, I Give me a new person pair of walking. shoes. Absolutely. Yeah. I Give want me to play some a new role. clothes, a hair, yeah. a new haircut and a name and what I'm supposed to say. And I'm, I'm in hog heaven. Like I will be somebody else. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because I'm so uncomfortable in myself. It's that yeah uncomfortability when you don't know yourself, when you didn't get the healthy tools to have healthy relationships, to have, to develop your self-worth at a young child, to have trauma, to have PTSD, you are empty. So of course I went into a career that's like, tell me who I am. Give me my worth. Give me my dialogue, you know, all that stuff. And yeah, she said it was the worst. So I was willing to give up my career. You know, that first year of recovery, I was like, take away my career. If it's going to get me better, like I was willing to sacrifice everything in my life to get better. I just hit that wall where it's like, am I going to be doing this till I'm 80? Am I going to be going from relationship to relationship to relationship, looking for this person that's going to complete me? And it just devastated me that I, I would be on my deathbed with one foot in the door and one foot out and never being truly connected to another soul on this planet and using every single person in my life like an ATM. I just couldn't do it anymore. The thing I love about you, Brian, um, you know, behind all the Hollywood glitz and the glamour and the red carpets and everything else, um, you just glow with absolute honesty. Um, you know, and, and, you know, you look at everybody else in the industry, they hide behind in Instagram and, and everything else, but you're all about your truth. And, and wow. most people would not do that. I think because I, I lived with so many masks on for so it was, so, I was so empty. I was so alone. I hated myself. I mean, you see a picture, I posted a picture of me on the red carpet for prom night, Sony, like one of my first really big starring roles. And I was at the worst of my addiction. Mm. Like I was destroying my life. I was flirting and intriguing and, you know, having exes and boyfriend. It's just, I it was just all over the place. So incomplete. And we paint the picture of that's what is what life is worth living to find a partner, to find money, to find success and fame. And it is so depleting when you do not have yourself. And so I can say 12 years later, I could die today and I love myself more than anybody else. I'm my own soulmate, nobody else. And I didn't realize though, to get to that place, you have to dig through it. You have to dig through all the trauma you created. You have to dig through all the trauma that was done to you. You have to look at your background with your family. You have to decide if you're going to set up boundaries and healthy behaviors and 
you have to literally surgically remove everything in your life and put it back in a way where you do not use anything to fulfill you anymore. And it is the most painful process. You know, we had a guy that came in recently that had 33 years off, off drugs and alcohol. And he said, I don't want to do this work. Like this is the PhD. They say AA is the last house on the block. They say slaw is like the shack in the back, like you don't want to go to. It's like the last line of defense because under any addiction is relationships. Relationships is the number one thing people lose their recovery over. The number one thing. And more people are in jail and die from this addiction. I've had more friends commit suicide. Watch a dateline. It's all about love triangles. Someone's killing somebody for something, you know, love and money. So yeah, I just wanted to speak out and say, this is not just a small amount of people that have this problem. This is universal. This is huge. In 2017, 30 million people had sex and love addiction in the United States. And 38% of those are women. And I'm telling you today, the rooms are huge. The recovery is huge. There's so many people wanting intimacy and self-love and work validation, but they're scared of abandonment and they're scared of, you know, rejection and all of that. You know, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I can bet you that that was also a time when you say you were your sickest and you just hated yourself, Mm -hmm. that you must have gotten a ton of external validation at that point. Oh, that but said, it was empty. It was yes, empty. yes. Thought that, and I thought that would that would fill me. Yeah. You know, that's why yeah. those celebrities that have everything, yeah, and they kill themselves over something, and it's just like what? Because we keep believing the message that society is giving us. If you get this, if you obtain this, if you get this love, if you get this car, you will be better, and that is not true. I am telling you, when I was on that designer dress, getting my picture taken by thousands of photographers. I was so sad, depressed, empty, alone, and no one could reach me. I had to do it. You can be the most alone in a room full of thousands of people than than anywhere else, especially if you're hiding from yourself, you know, and especially if that side of you that's performing is what's being validated and embraced and and celebrated it gives you such a a hole to crawl into to say it's actually worse yeah it's worse to be in that state than living on and I write about this in the book you know at my my low I was running down the street and I saw this man because Los Angeles has a really bad drug problem and I saw the the a needle in his arm on the 11 a.m. on the side of the street. And it was like, I was no different from him. He's just living his horribleness on the outside and on the inside. And what I was doing is I was, my horribleness was on secrets and shame and lies. So it was almost 10 times more painful. You, you live in a mansion, but you are like so depleted. And that's more painful than sometimes you living on the street because we feel like we deserve to be on the street, like with nothing, because that's how I feel inside. Yeah, the talk doesn't match the dress. Exactly. I love that. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for tuning in to Get Real with Dr. Ronay. If you've loved the show and would like to experience coaching with coaches like Dr. Ronay or Bindi through Live Treatment Concierge Services, visit Live Treatment VIP. Dot com.
Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Electric acid. Hey there, I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast, Back to the Arena, the Interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the interview. Electric acid. Electric acid.